the book of Luke, chapter 2. We'll begin our reading in verse 8. You've heard some of this tonight. I want to reread some of this and then just move quickly through this. Uh, because I don't have long to preach to get you out of here on time. So I'm going to do that. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth. Peace to those to whom his favor rests. And when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. So where do you go when you want to sense God? Do you have a specific place that just when you're there, it seems as though the veil between heaven and earth is a little bit thinner? Do you have a place that you like to go to to meet with God, if you will? Some of you may say, well, I go to my church and and I really feel the presence of God there. Others may be here saying, you know what, when I strap on my hunting clothes and I'm out there in my deer stand. I just feel close to the Lord. And you would have a variety of, of answers. Physically marking the geographical presence of God before the temple was created was a very important thing in the Old Testament. Noah, Abraham, Isaac, Moses, and others, many others, would build altars to mark a space where God had met with them, where God had spoken to them. And altars were all over the land in Bible times because various people had met with God there and they wanted to mark that place because it was a significant thing for them to have an encounter with the living God. We can have certain places in our own lives like that. And there may, may not be a physical altar. I don't know if you've ever erected an altar or not. But, but we, we can have those places where to us it's an altar. I know for some people that I that I'm close to, it's it's by their bedside that becomes their altar. But we all can have those places and we mark those places in our series that we've been in. uh, We've gone through a series during the Christmas season called Love Revealed. And we have learned that Jesus was sent to this world to to show us what God is like, to reveal God and more importantly, God's love. You see, Jesus is the physical representation and embodiment of how much God loves people. And during this series, we can, we've spent some time considering what a huge thing it is that God did for humanity in sending Jesus to this world. We have seen that when Jesus came and he began to reveal his father to us, that he came to bring justice into the world. 
We saw that he came to bring life and give life to people. And I love this, to forgive sins. Last week, we gave our focus to the fact that Jesus came to this world knowing that he would go to a cross. So he came to go to the cross. So tonight, I want to finish this series very briefly to remember that Jesus was love revealed to be here with us. When Jesus came to the world, God came to the world. And God's presence remains to this day. And even though Jesus has risen and he is with his father in in heaven, the Holy Spirit, God, the Holy Spirit is present with us today. Back in the day, as I said, altars were built because people wanted to mark a place where they meet with God. And I don't think that's a bad idea. But they also built it because they knew they had to continue in their life. As much as they enjoyed being in the presence of God, they had to live. They had to do the things. They had responsibilities. And aren't we like that today? There are times when I'm in the presence of God, I wouldn't mind just staying there a long, long time. But I have responsibilities. And here's the good news. We, we, can't, we, we don't want to get ourselves stuck thinking that the only place to encounter our God is in a church building or in this particular place or somewhere else. Luke's account of Jesus' birth shows us that the love of God has come near through Jesus Christ. And more importantly, the love of God has come here. And he is in this world, in Christ. And that here can be in a variety of spaces. And I just want to look at just a couple of them found in this gospel. I'm going to move through this very quickly. I would suggest to you that love is in our workplaces. The news came to shepherds who were at work. They were in the fields. And and the amazing news that Jesus was born, a Savior had been brought, was not reserved for someone in a palace. It wasn't for royalty that the angels came and announced the birth of Jesus Christ. They came to shepherds. Now, I know that uh, some have said the shepherds were social outcasts and that they were kind of the deviants. But that's not really true. They were just ordinary blue-collar worker guys. And they just took care of their sheep. And there are shepherds in uh, Israel and other parts of the, the, the Mideast today. They're just everyday people. And in fact, in terms of both power and prestige, yeah, they were down at the bottom. They didn't matter a whole lot in politics. They didn't matter a lot in social circles. They were just ordinary people like me. But what a beautiful thing it is that... That God chose that place, that workplace, the most common workplace, if you will, where the blue collar people are to announce with an angel the the, uh, birth of his son, Jesus Christ. And not just with one angel, but a host of angels. And I don't know. Sometimes I have this weird imagination. I'm ADD. I didn't know if you squirrel. No, I'm just kidding. my mind flies, and when I read this story, honestly, my mind immediately goes to what would that be like? What would it be like to be sitting there, and, and, and one moment it's boring, and it's mundane, and you're listening to the bleeding of sheep, and suddenly an angel appears. And then you go from this, this night where everything is like it has been so many nights, and now it's just spectacular because the sky is lit up with angels shouting and singing. What an amazing thing that was. Is, is, do, you, do you sense that God shows up in your workplace? 
Some of you would say, no, my workplace is a godless place. But if, if you know God, if you have a relationship with God, he's in you. He is here and he's even there where you work. And I, I think that should impact the way that we approach work. We should be aware that God is present there. He is aware of what we do and what, why we are there. And in fact, I think he gives, sometimes gives Christians jobs in certain places so that we can represent Jesus to a lost world. Jesus is there and we need to think about it. How might it uh, be different knowing that you can affirm in the middle of where you work that love is right there right now? Because of Christ. Love is also found in these verses in the home. Jesus was born in a manger. So it was while they were there. The days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger. Because there was no room for him in the end. Those are pretty compelling verses to me. The word translated as in here is elsewhere translated in the Bible as guest room. Luke twenty-two eleven, for example. Apparently, the guest room uh, in the home that they were trying to get in. Uh, when you're thinking about an inn, uh, normally we think about a hotel. We think about a place and it's got several rooms. And this town would have had a few inns. But there was that more than it's more likely that they were just trying to get with some family who would let them in a guest room. And, and they, they were already filled up. Every, the town was just teeming with people. And so in an ancient Near East home, the family was separated from the animals by living on a separate level. The animals were usually in the basement level, and then the the people lived above them. And Mary and Joseph ended up being there with the animals. Not exactly a conventional birth for Jesus, was it? But it wasn't a home. It's very lack of convention is what makes this a sign for the shepherds. Because that's why Jesus was in a manger. Have you ever thought about what a perfect home would be? Do you live in your dream dream home? I live in a, a wonderful home. I'm very grateful for our home. But it's not perfect, I guess. I don't know what it would be if you could have a perfect home. But our home is not perfect. And the people who live in our home, they're definitely not perfect. And, and so sometimes some of the things that go on in our home, not perfect. And I don't know if any of you can relate to that. Some of you look pretty perfect to me. But, but our home, it's not perfect. But here's the thing. Jesus didn't come to a perfect home. He wasn't born in a beautiful palace. He wasn't born in some spectacular dream house. He came to a a, a guest room, if you will, a stable where the animals were and in a very unconventional way. It wasn't perfect. But let me say something to you. He was still here. He was in that home. And I want you to consider, no matter what you think of your home, that God is present. God's there, and he loves the inhabitants of your home. He loves your family. He loves your friends. He loves your imperfect home, and his presence is very real. How might we be able to affirm in the way that we live, in the way that we conduct ourselves, that God is here in our homes? Thirdly, let me just suggest to you that love is in the world. Verses 13 and 14, suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with an angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace on those from whom his favor rests. 
the, the, the shepherds left seeing this newly born child and they proclaimed seemingly to anybody who would listen all that they had seen about him. And they were telling, I'm sure, the story. We were out in the field and suddenly an angel appeared and then the host of angels appeared. And I'm sure they told this whole story. And, and they were announcing this. He has come. Love is in the world now. At the time that Jesus was born, it wasn't a, a, a world that was a lot better than our world today. If you'll recall, later down the road, the, the king who, who was over the providence where uh, Mary and Joseph lived was so jealous of the fact that Jesus was born that he, he ordered every child, every boy under the age of two to be murdered because he didn't want Jesus to become king. And so it wasn't a perfect world. But let me tell you something. Love was here. And we don't live in a perfect world today. I don't know if you noticed that. But all you have to do is turn on your news. And there's stuff going on. And, and people are being people. And people are being evil. And people are being wicked and imperfect. But love is here. And God is here. And praise the Lord that He has come. I'm so very grateful that he is here. The angel's words merely expand the truth that the presence of God's love in this world knows no bounds. I'm praising the Lord that God is in this world. Does the fact that Jesus' birth... Um, is, 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 I'm sorry, does the fact that Jesus is born into this world affect you today? Do you remember when you see people and you encounter them that the love of God is present for them as well as you? Finally... Let me suggest to you that love is in the heart. Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying God and praising Him. There's one more place in which love found its way. In the midst of all this activity, pressed into the lower and overcrowded home to the place where, where there was no room for them in an ordinary house. They're down there with the animals but something began to happen in the heart of Mary. And let me just say this to you, and I'll wrap it up with this. When God's presence enters into the human heart, the human heart begins to change. When we open our hearts to God, He changes how we are and who we are and how we live our life. He transforms us. When Jesus came into that manger, suddenly this ordinary stable became a place, a house of worship. The angels came and they announced how great a thing had just occurred. They began to talk about the peace that was on earth. And there was a transformation right there in that place. That ordinary smelly stable became a place of worship. The shepherds went to see them and they worshiped the Lord. They saw him where he was. And wherever Jesus was, there was transformation. And I would suggest to you, that when God comes into the heart of a human being and we just allow him to lodge here, changes begin to happen inside. And I know some of you can say that is absolutely true. It's true for me. Some of us for Christmas desperately need change. We just do. We need changes in our hearts. We need changes in our lives. And I want to encourage you today with the great news that when Jesus is in our hearts, everything can change. As Mary understood, her heart began to change. She began to think about all the things that were happening to her. And, and it made her into an incredible lady. 
What a wonderful thing. God's love in the human heart is what makes it possible to love in a way that we don't love just on our own. He changes us. How might our hearts be made different so that we can affirm the presence of God's love that is here? My question to you is, is the love of God in you? Is the presence of God in your heart? If it isn't, I want you to know you can know him and have a personal relationship with him. And your heart can be transformed by the power of the Lord.